a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Is the era of bipartisanship over forever? The left and the right can't seem to agree on a whole lot these days. But when it comes to big issues like immigration, education, energy, is there a path, is there a way for Republicans and Democrats to come together? There may be some important lessons for us and for today's lawmakers in particular from a former Utah senator, one that many called the titan of the Senate. And we're really pleased to have joining us back on the program today, William Doyle. He's an award-winning author and TV producer. Uh, His latest book is Titan of the Senate, Orrin Hatch and the Once and Future Golden Age of Bipartisanship. That's a book that's coming out next week. And uh, William, thanks for uh, coming back on the program. Uh, Hello, Boyd. It's really great to talk to you again. So as we uh, look at the uh, the book coming out next week, of course, uh, we chatted with you upon the passing of Senator Hatch not too long ago. Uh, and now that uh, the book is, is ready and out there, uh, give us a, a little top line first in terms of the, the direction of the book. Obviously, over the course of a long career like Senator Hatch, there's so many things that you could focus on and that you could include. Uh, but you centered this. Uh, on the once and future golden age of bipartisanship. Tell us where that came about. I was amazed to read two, three years ago, the Center for Effective Lawmaking, which is a nonpartisan think tank at Vanderbilt and the University of Virginia, came out with an analysis of who was the most effective senator of the post-Vietnam age in terms of who passed the most legislation. And it turned out to be Orrin Hatch of Utah with Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts fairly far behind as number two. And I thought, wait a minute now, wait a second. If Orrin Hatch was this conservative superstar, which he was, how on earth did he simultaneously have a career where he got more done than any other senator, Republican or Democrat, over 42 years? And that paradox, uh, I think it defines our culture political culture today. On the one hand, we have paralysis with the left and right and, you know, laptops versus filing system with uh, Biden and uh, and Trump. And we have hatred and vitriol and soundbite. But on the other hand, we have a Congress that just passed a series of rather striking bipartisan achievements, uh, infrastructure, semiconductor uh, competition with China, NATO expansion, uh, gun safety. That's the day-to-day work of Congress. And they happen to, at least for now, be doing an interest, a very good job on some big issues. So that's America today is sort of these two paradoxes 
And Orrin Hatch uh, personified that, but the big difference, Boyd, was that he he was rarely making it a personal he was rarely tearing down the other side personally. He was usually looking for ways to defend his conservative values, but to look for opportunities to cooperate. As you know, he was a, uh, like a brother figure to Ted Kennedy, and they were usually fighting each other. But they got together on four or five huge accomplishments in the 90s that continue to this day. They reshaped the nation. I think it was largely due to Hatch's courage to think creatively and uh, innovatively. And, you know, I interviewed um, many, many senators who worked with Orrin Hatch. I accessed 10,000 pages plus of research at the Senate Historian's Office, and I interviewed Hatch. And I looked at the record, and I realized that it's a very dramatic story when you get inside the closed doors of key meetings in the White House and in Congress when history is in the balance and one man steps forward and pushes it in the right direction. And Orrin Hatch did that with the Americans with Disabilities Act that he never got proper credit for, with AIDS, HIV funding. I argue in this book that he did more to save LGBTQ plus lives through his sponsorship of the uh, Ryan White Care Act of 1990. Without Hatch, it wouldn't would not have been possible, by the way, uh, than any other senator and several other issues. He really, you know, they're like stand up and cheer moments, regardless of whether you're a liberal or conservative, because these were achievements that were nonpartisan, that were really for the good of the whole country. Yeah. And so important that we uh, we get to that part of the conversation. And you mentioned some of those big landmark victories. And I think uh, so many of those were built uh, upon the relationships that he built, that he built uh, with individuals and that he was always looking for. We, we talked about this in our first segment today, that uh, sadly, a lot of our, our politics has just become about what you are against and who you are against uh, rather than what you are for. And I think Senator Hatch was able to always be in that positive, uh, this is what I'm for category. And then he could find people or he could find pieces of that puzzle that other people were for, regardless of uh, political affiliation, and then begin to work on a relationship, get to the principles, and then start creating some policy that was good for the American people. Exactly. And let's give the voters of Utah credit for this. They returned him to office over and over and over. They knew what he uh, stood for, and I think they appreciated the fact that he was getting things done, not wasting time on uh, getting on the cable news shows with cute sound bites to tear down the other side, but to propose action or, boy, to um, change. If the other side, if Democrats and liberals put together an idea that he thought was terrible, he would fight it and try to shape, either kill it or to shape it in a proper uh, direction, meaning you, pay, you, you know how to pay for it. It's efficient. It doesn't create a big new bureaucracy, and you do it through the states whenever you can. So I think Utah had a, you know, Utah has a very unique political character, uh, and of course, uh, with many f- folks, religious tradition that, that sort of that flows from. But I think there are lessons for the United States today. Absolutely. We've got to be civil. We've got to see. Here's a, here's a radical idea that Orrin Hatch had, according to, uh, to another senator. He said, you know, Bill, you know what the, the secret of Orrin Hatch was? He saw the nobility in his opponents. He saw the nobility in his opponents. 
And maybe that comes from his uh, Christian faith. Maybe, who knows? But I think that's a, a radical idea. It's um, uh, the, the, the concept of putting the greater good uh, on, at the front of the uh, action and, you know, making some tough decisions. He got beat up by Republicans sometimes for proposing right. uh, the use of stem cells and, uh, and for um, the Americans with Disabilities Act and right. HIV AIDS funding. Yeah, well, it's a uh, it is a great work. Again, William Doyle is an award winning author and TV producer, uh, and his new book comes out next week. It's called "Titan of the Senate: Orrin Hatch and the Once and Future Golden Age of Bipartisanship." William, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate your perspective uh, on the senator's life and work, and uh, look forward to having a, a good read. Thank you, Boyd. All right, again, that's uh, William Doyle uh, joining us, a uh, new book coming out. And I do love the fact that it is the once and future golden age of bipartisanship. I believe it is still possible. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Tomorrow is Constitution Day. We're going to get into the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, as well as democracy and compromise. Coming up next, stick around. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.